Hi, it's Megan. And Lissa. And welcome to another episode of Woo as Fuck, which we just said in our episode that we released this week that we probably weren't going to have another one for a little while, but we're here. Yeah, I think this is just the energy now. I think this is how it goes. Um, I think that plans, good luck making plans, everybody. Good luck with that. I don't know that it's plans. I'm trying to figure out how to verbalize this. It's not that you can't make plans. It's that you can't count on those plans to be like in concrete. So you can say vaguely, I would really like to do this thing or work toward this thing or be in honor of this energy. But you can't say definitively, like if you book a hotel or a trip, maybe make sure you can get a refund. Or if you're making some sort of change, be open to it not looking exactly how you thought it was going to look like. It's kind of what it is. You can you can choose the direction. You just can't count on everything staying in the same energy as it was a week ago or a month ago. And it's like how much of your how much of your effort and time and energy do you want to spend um focusing on something that just might not pan out at all? I know that I I personally I've got a lot of travel happening right now. I'm currently in Tahoe, by the way, you guys. Um, second time we recorded a podcast in Tahoe and actually I'm in the same hotel that I was at last time, just in a smaller room. So that's kind of cool. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I didn't tell you that. Um, same hotel. Last time I was here, it was snowing. And, uh, so, and I've got the big travels coming up next month and the amount of time I've spent planning these travels and the way in which it's starting to, actually come to fruition none none of none of what i planned is we're talking like things that were booked like booked and deposits paid now canceled um things that i spent hours and hours and hours researching <laughs> so it's like how much of your time do you want to spend on something that may or may not come to pass i, I think is really a big piece of it but didn't it bring you joy in those moments to have that distraction and weren't you able to be in flow because you were in that, that focus mode while you were doing that research? True. That's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, I did really enjoy, I did really enjoy doing what I was doing for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess if you're doing something for the love of doing it, that's great. But if you're doing something because you are attached to some sort of end result, that's just a different energy completely. Yeah. So what we would, I guess, recommend then is following your bliss, following your flow, following what you want to focus on, as long as it's truly in alignment with your energy in that moment, but don't, don't be too attached to any of it. So I have a story about flow that I want to tell you guys that's directly related to Tahoe because I, every time I'm here, some sort of magic happens. And I've said, I'm sure I've said this on this podcast before, but I'll say it again. There are certain places that will match up with you, like you specifically. There are places on this planet, natural places that are like a match to your energy. I don't know how to explain it. And then when you're in those places, it's just magic. And I think a lot of people, oh, Weird. Okay. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that I got this whole downloaded message yesterday that I journaled about um, related to this. This is interesting. So, so the message that I received, this is relevant. The message that I received was that the reason I feel so comfortable in a place like Tahoe right now at this moment in my life is that somewhere like here is a, like a portal of sorts, I guess you could call it a portal 
because the beauty is so magnificent and overwhelming that it attracts people who are growing. And I was given an image of like a, um, like a, uh, I forget what they're called, but before you turn into a butterfly, the cocooning phase. And, um, it's called, it has a specific name. I'm not remembering what it is. Chrysalis. Yes. Chrysalis that this is essentially the energy of chrysalis. And, and I was given other places too, like Shasta and Sedona as these vortexes of chrysalis and the semantics on this may be wrong. So, you know, don't worry about specific definitions of things like portals and vortexes. Um, but the, the message was that, yeah, places where the beauty is just beyond will, will pull in people who are doing the deep diving of the inner self, because it's a direct reflection, right? Like as you're seeking for your own inner beauty, you're going to be drawn to the outer beauty of the world. And, um, the, the actual environment of these places is really harsh and it's supposed to be that way. And it also keeps people from staying here for long periods of time. And I don't mean like, uh, like by long periods of time, I mean like generations. And I don't know if that's true, but I was being shown that, well, I won't get into that. Anyways, so yeah, places like this really cultivate growth and transformation. And so that's part of why I'm feeling called to be here right now. I just want to circle back to something we were talking about prior to recording was when you live somewhere where there are contrasts and seasons. So you have a beautiful summer, but you have a harsh, harsh winter. It's really this external um, representation of the way that we all have phases in our lives not just phases in life, but phases in growth, phases in development, phases in energy. Um, and just as a reminder externally that no one can live in a specific energy full time and that you have to have those moments of growth and development and you have to have those moments of really flourishing and then also have those moments where you let yourself rest and think about autumn and how beautiful autumn is. And it's everything around you going into hibernation, dying, um, and those colors are so rich and beautiful. And that's the same as you as a person powering down and letting yourself rest, letting yourself move into this next chapter of your life. You can't be perfect all of the time. You can't have go, go, go energy all of the time. You can't constantly be like we talked about in our last episode, constantly be healing or working towards something huge and not letting yourself rest. So when you live somewhere like that, it's this external reminder, especially when they're so vastly different. It's this external reminder that you yourself also have permission to be vastly different from one season to a net, like the next, as long as it's true to yourself. I'll say this for anyone that uh, finds this to be true for them as well. I was meditating on being here for an extended period of time next month and uh, was sort of fantasizing about living here and what that would look like. And anytime I've thought about living here, there's just a hard no and a hard stop because my brain thinks I could not live here in the wintertime. There's no way I could live here in the wintertime. There's a lot of resistance to that. I've never lived in the snow and certainly Tahoe snow is, is not just regular snow. And um, one of the things I realized as I was sitting with that was the way in which my energy is not stable. The way in which my energy fluctuates quite a bit and especially from season to season and how um, I channel a lot when I'm in Tahoe, guys. I, don't, I just, I channel all the time here. And so um, this channeled message that was coming through was uh, that 
individuals like myself who, and to only take this if it's true for you, right? But individuals like myself who struggle with it, with managing their emotions actually do better. And with certain mental health issues like anxiety and depression may do better in areas where there are seasons because your body and your hormones and your you know neurotransmitters, your emotions may be responding to not having that external change. So if you're not having an external change, then you can make up for that internally and still have those swings and sways. But if you are dealing with, you know, freezing cold temperatures and having to get up in the morning to dig your car out of the snow, um, that changes your energy. And so I can see how for someone that has difficulty managing their emotions at this point in their life, like myself, moving somewhere that has seasons could make a huge difference. I've only ever uh, lived in Northern California. So seasons are not something I experience. I have rain and no rain. Like that's it. I've never experienced seasons. And I think that that might actually have a huge impact on my mental health that I haven't um, taken into consideration before now. I absolutely could see that because we recently started having less severe seasons where it's kind of a similar range with some slight variations over the last year or two. And it's been it's been kind of weird. But you made me think about something that I recently had a realization about like a week ago in regards to you were talking about like mental health and your environment and structure and, and not being able to notice the energy and stuff. And it reminded me of um, I was looking at different like plans for my partner and I and different ways that we could do things. And we've been working on like getting our house ready and doing all these things. So my brain is a chaotic mess right now, but I was thinking about how um, I often like to group things into themes. So <laughs> instead of it being the weekend, it's like, okay, this is the weekend where we're going to watch Lord of the Rings. And so we're going to eat Hobbit food and we're going to do things. And it's all around that. Or today is a cleaning day or today. And I like categorize everything into a theme, a box. And I do that all of the time. And it occurred to me how I don't like the unknown. I don't like to not have, um, if it's too open-ended, I don't know the rules. I don't know the structure. I don't know how it's supposed to be. Like, I, And it's it's whatever I want it to be, but like, I struggle with that not having the structure. And so I often make things into other things, like uh, this is the drawer just for this, or this is the... Um, way this is organized or this is the theme for the weekend or this is the theme for um, whatever and I do that because it's my way of being able to act as if like act as if I am doing this thing and then I know the rules to it but when I got down that rabbit hole in my brain what occurred to me and this is so obvious and this is a super popular thing but it was the first time I was able to wrap my head around it Similar to me having like a themed weekend where we're watching black and white movies and dressing nice and eating fancy food or whatever. Um, similar to that, you can do the same thing in your life. So instead of it being like any other week, you could say for this week, the theme of this week is me stepping into this role, stepping into this character, stepping into yourself. And I know about this. It's something I've always kind of been like, oh, I just act as if I've already done the thing. But what if you said for this week and this week only, 
I am going to be the character of someone who is a content creator or a famous artist or a musician or whatever, and then just played with your life in that way, you know, and you don't have to be the same person week to week. You could say this week, I am acting as if I am someone who is like super into their family and they put prioritize them first and they play board games every night and whatever. And the next week, you're someone who is all about um, really getting into your creative senses or whatever. And you could just adopt these roles to give your life a little bit less mundaneness, but also to get to play with the energy of it. So this is actually something I've been learning and working with, um, with my own team and guides. Um, you know, we, we all have our team, we all have our guides, and we're all learning our own lessons in our own time and on our own path. One of what I've been getting taught a lot right now, and um, I'm learning, I'm learning that we're moving away from these fixed states of being where we exist as personalities and moving into these conduits, like these channels where we can channel energy through us and we can accomplish these different things and show up in different ways and not be one person for the entirety of our lives, but instead be able to ship, shift and shape and mold and channel different energies for different time points in our life. And I think that so many of us grew up in a system and in an, in an environment where we were used to seeing people like not change, right? People don't change. People don't change. How many times have all of us heard that? And I think we're actually moving into a time where not only do thing, people change, but people change quite a bit. And not, and that there's always, there are these consistent core essences of self that are like direct to the soul that maintain the essence of who that person is. But then the ability for that individual to just channel different things through them is vast. And the way that I've been shown this is that it happens when we drop out of the head and into the heart. And we're seeing this contrast right now of individuals that are still living in the headspace, still operating in the headspace, still living their day-to-day -day life from the mind, and then others who have dropped down into the heart space and are living from a feeling place. And they're recognizing that their emotional body is communicating with them all of the time and that there are ways in which we can make decisions using these deeper layers that create a different lived experience. And that's where that ability to really do exactly what Megan was saying there. Like, like you can create a theme for the week, channel that energy for the week. You don't have to be that forever. You can just be that for a period of time. And you can basically, the way that it looks like to me, or the way that it looks to me is like trying on different outfits. And then as you have that outfit on, there's going to be pieces of that outfit that really resonate, that really fit, that you really love. And then there's going to be pieces that aren't the case. So through trying these different energies on, we can mix and match. Yeah. I was thinking about the outfit that you would have at the end because um, I'm being quite literal. So you have the artist, so you have the beret and like that, that beret fits really well, but I don't know about that turtleneck. And then you have the, like the professional version of yourself and you really like those shoes, but the rest of the outfit, not really comfortable. And then you have the version of yourself that's like really free flowing or whatever. And then you just put together this like weird hodgepodge outfit of all of these different like things that you tried on. And but it, it just at the core is you and that's you getting to experience yourself. You're getting to experience the world and you get you're getting to experience yourself and your soul 
in so many different and new and exciting ways. And I think that's why we've all been kind of really guided to really connect with yourself and look at those core elements of yourself because we were moving into this, at least this collective we're in, we're moving into this kind of fluidity with life where you are open and free to express yourself however you want and be whatever you want. And it's okay to say like, okay, today I'm really into this, but tomorrow I'm not. And that's okay. And then accepting others for also changing around you. And, and recognizing that the very experience of that. So me putting on a costume that doesn't fit and that I don't like, that is important data. That's valuable data that I then hold. So I know, okay, not that. And then if I put on something else and I really like certain pieces or aspects of it, then that's more data like, oh, okay, yes to that. And it's us connecting to these deeper levels of being that are attached to our core essence so that we can really ground in and down with that and not grounding with a job like or a title or a um, like a way that you show up, but instead just this deeper knowingness of who you are it literally to me looks like i was getting this image as i'm talking about this the the message is sort of being refined so basically i guess i'll just say it as i'm being given the description it's like before we had these boxes that were personalities that were that existed as programs that lived in the mind space and so everything was filtered through that program everything that we experienced was filtered through that program and all of all of that all that we were was filtered through that program and now that we're learning how to drop out of the mind and into the heart and also clear the programs that no longer serve us, it opens up an entirely new world for us to experience because you no longer have the limitations of those preset programs. What that means is, is you don't have to be any one thing. Like you can um, try something on and see what fits and what doesn't. And there might be certain aspects of that thing that do fit and others that don't, and you can pick and choose. And what I'm seeing as I'm like closing my eyes and delivering this message right now is what happens is, is the more you allow yourself the freedom to do that without judging yourself and without thinking that you're flaky for leaving something behind that's no longer a fit, the more you allow yourself to express from a place of truth and authenticity that previously was inaccessible to you because you had the mind that was controlling how it presented itself, how the soul presented itself, basically. But when the soul is no longer afraid of how the mind is going to perceive it, and it's given the freedom to just literally incorporate energies that are in harmony and resonance with it and repel those that are not, you, now I'm seeing what Megan was talking about, you, at the, there is no end, right? But eventually you get to this character that is not any one thing, a character that couldn't be described in one sentence if anybody tried, because this character is so complex, but the beauty of that complexity is in the authentic expression of who that character is, which are bits and pieces of all different kinds of energy all wrapped into one. What's really important in this process and a really small, tangible, bite-sized way to do this is to really allow yourself to truly experience your moment. Don't just try on a new role or a new version of yourself or an avatar or a theme or whatever you want to call it. Don't just try it on and not really allow yourself to experience it because you're actually robbing yourself of that experience. Even 
Like if you're in your head and you're kind of holding yourself back from an experience and you're like, I'm here and I'm doing it. Is this right? And you're not letting yourself really give in to that moment. Then you're really not experiencing the things. You're not going to learn whatever lessons. You're not going to learn what you like or dislike or are neutral on in that experience. And that doesn't mean that you have to do this exercise that we're talking about. Say that you were sitting there and you were watching a movie. Are you watching the movie? Are you really experiencing the moment? Are you letting yourself connect to the characters? Or are you also um, thinking about 30 different things and scrolling on your phone and doing all of these things? Give yourself permission in whatever activity you're doing to experience that moment. If you're at work and you're working on a project, allow yourself to be excited about that project. If you're at home and you're um, watching TikTok, maybe allow yourself to really focus on like, I'm enjoying this experience. How beautiful is it that I'm getting to to connect to all of these people? Um, How powerful is it that we have the internet to connect us all and really appreciate and enjoy that moment? Or if you're in the shower, don't think about the 30 things you have to do after the shower. Like as you're washing your hair, be like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm really taking care of my body. Um, I'm, you know, like try lathering it in a new way or really enjoy and be present in the moment. And if you're going to try on a character or a hat or a new outfit or whatever you want to call it in this, this scenario where you're like stepping into like, I have a themed week and I'm doing this for this week, I'm a really productive person or I'm a really lazy person or I'm trying out to be creative or whatever you're leaning into, really lean into it. So you have that experience because you're here to experience things. You're here to experience life. I have two ways I want to describe that, that energy, because it shows up for me. I'm learning the more I get into channeling, um, which is predominantly what I've been focusing on in my work. Um, the more I understand that so many of these, what we would call woo woo, like out there spiritual concepts. So many of these spiritual concepts are just a different dimension of experience and we're learning the language for it. In other words, um, I'm going to give you a really quick, super quick example, just so you can understand what I mean. And then I'll get into what I'm trying to talk about. Um, twin flames. I've been doing like, I've been looking, we all know, we all, we all get it right. Yeah. Twin flames. But I've noticed that if you were to take away the, the word twin flame, the title twin flame and the, and the knowledge of the energetics behind what a twin flame is, right. Cause it's a very magnetic thing that is all the same information that attachment theory teaches us. All of that information is still very much the same. And the way in which very specific attachment styles can pair and mirror trauma is the way that a twin flame relationship shows up. So if you were a human having a 3D experience that was not interested in the woo-woo, that was only interested in the way interpersonal relationship dynamics show up from like a psychological perspective, you would call that attachment theory. Okay. And if you were somebody that was into the woo woo and the the metaphysics and the, the energetics behind this, you could talk about twin flames and like meeting at these apexes and the way the magnetics of that work with the energy. Um, so I want to do that with what we're talking about. I want to talk about these energies moving through us and what that looks like to me when I'm channeling, how I perceive that, but then also what that looks like externally. So when I'm channeling and when I'm being given information about moving from the mind into the heart space, as I'm being shown 
what this is, what this system is like dropping from the mind into the heart, which, um, Mm, the way that we know this collectively is uh, going into the fifth dimensional experience, like being able to perceive with more of who you are, like getting into the emotional body, understanding your world with a deeper level of perception and dimension of experience. Um, the way that that looks to me, like the way that that information is channeled to me is I see a person or I get shown a person standing on the earth and there's energy coming down from above and up from below and filtering into that individual. So there's energies coming from both sides, coming into this human being, but depending on how much this human being thinks it is something is capable of receiving those things or is not capable of receiving those things. In other words, how attached that being is to their perception of reality and who they are is going to dictate what energy is able to flow through. And when you drop down into the heart space, it changes the way that this being is capable of receiving information so that you can begin to channel that information freely through you. And I'm using the word channel lightly because I don't really know any other way to describe it, but it just allows the energy to move through. And then we can be in these flow states. Um, the way that that would show up in a 3D sense is, and this is what we're talking about, aspects of self opening up to the fact that maybe you're more than you think you are. And maybe there's things that you like that you just haven't discovered yet because you haven't tried on those pieces of yourself. I am someone that forever has thought that she hated traveling. I have IBS. I'm an anxious person. I don't like small spaces and planes give me panic attacks. I've never had a desire to travel ever, ever. It's just not, it just hasn't been there. And it wasn't until I started traveling in 2020 that I realized how much I love it. And it wasn't until I and it wasn't until I started traveling last year alone that I realized, oh, not only do I love traveling, I love traveling by myself. That is something that was so far removed from what I believe to be true that that energy was inaccessible. So in other words, if you take that example I just gave you prior about the energies and the individual, that human, imagine that human's me and my mind says, I hate travel. Now imagine that all these experiences of travel are flowing to me, but my mind says, I hate travel. So I'm resistant. Those energies literally cannot reach me. The second I was open and available to the idea that maybe traveling could be fun, these energies are accessible, new life experience happens, and then I discover that I love it. Now I'm open to the experience of that that allows me to have timelines accessible and experiences available that I would have never been able to access because of the way that I was limiting my own beliefs in my mind. I think this all really boils down to just being open to experiencing life. It's open to experiencing and enjoying and appreciating a moment. And if you have a message, say that you wanted to tell someone that you love them and you had yourself completely open to giving them that message in whatever way and there were no rules around how you had to express that love for them you could do 40 different things and express that same emotion but it would come across in a totally different way with each medium if you wrote them a poem if you sang a song if you wrote them a song if you um texted it versus called if you sent them a video or if you like just recorded a video or if you actually edited a video and put that effort into it if you 
showed that love in a painting or a drawing or any other art medium or 400 other different ways you could do that. Um, if you just are open to expressing those things in whatever way that feels right and in alignment with you in that moment or whatever the message is, you're getting to experience this in an entirely different way. And the person that receives it is getting to experience that emotion or that thing in an, an entirely different way too, because you were open to that experience. And there's no right or wrong way to do any of this. But as long as you're open and you're being yourself authentically and it feels right in the moment and you're in flow, you're going to receive so many different cool messages. And like, say you're on the other side of that and you're the person receiving the I love yous in the 400 different ways. Your perspective on how you feel those feelings um, and the response that you have and the, the experience of just having it presented in this entirely new way is entirely different. You're going to get different messages. You're going to have different experiences. You're going to have different emotions in response to that. And I just want you guys to all be open to experiencing that and open to fluidity and open to being open, you know, and, and being open to this, to the knowledge, to the knowing, not even knowledge, like to the, to the deep inner knowing that, the way that you feel called in the moment to to express yourself or do something or show up in any way, shape or form, that when you are coming from a place of what you like you actually want you like outside of any projections of anyone else and the shoulds, but when you're really showing up fully in the moment, so you're not focused on the past or fixated on the future, but you're just grounded in the here and now and you are freely expressing yourself or freely experiencing something in that moment, in, in the way in which you're capable of showing up for yourself, you are allowing the entirety of the universe to operate through you because what you are is a very specific, unique expression of source. And the reason you're here, well, mind you again, only take what resonates always. Right. But and what I've learned, the reason that you're here is because Source had a desire to experience life through you, as you. Your perspective is imp important and valid and necessary. And your perspective and the way that you see things and experience things, when you're actually showing up as you, which is going to change all of the time throughout your life experience, then you are able to embody, like literally embody Source energy, this like creative life force energy. And source sees you and you see source because you are one with it and it is one with you. And the way in which you can experience life becomes filled with depth that we were previously incapable of receiving because of the ways that we were preventing ourselves from being ourselves. So let yourself be yourself. Let yourself be open and let yourself experience things in beautiful ways. Or ugly ways. You learn a lot from the ugly things too. Like if, like I, I've related this to a lot of good things, but if you're feeling pain and you're feeling sorrow or heartbreak or whatever, don't be afraid to really experience those feelings too, because you're learning something in those moments as well. You're learning about yourself. You're learning about your core self. You're learning about your emotional regulation. You're learning about how you handle things. You're learning about the, the true beauty of pain. 
Because you can't tell me that the moments that you hurt, you don't also experience the duality and the beauty of the contrasting, like, the highest highs and the lowest lows. Um, That's why there's so much dark comedy out there and so many dramas and so much heartache. We all feel it. But don't be afraid to enjoy life and experience life. And if it's a good feeling, cool. If it's a bad feeling, bad. Um, If you're truly leaning into that moment and experiencing it and letting yourself be open to that experience, it's really phenomenal. So don't be afraid to have joy. Don't be afraid. Like if you're hanging out with your kid and they're having the time of their life and you're just unhappy and grumpy and hot and thinking of the 40 things that you have to do, it doesn't hurt anything for you to say, my kid is having the time of their life. I'm going to experience having the time of my life with them. Like, what does that look like for me in this moment? Um, Is it playing with them? Is it really just watching them and being in the moment with them? Is it whatever? But you, you don't have to be closed off. You don't have to be doing 40 things at once. You can experience the moment in real time. And then by you being a conduit for whatever that wants to come through you or whatever wants to be expressed through you or felt through you from your perspective through source, when you open yourself up, you're also opening up like the energetic grid for everyone around you too. If you were in the park watching someone else have the time of their life and like say they're roller skating or whatever and laughing and having fun, you're not going to typically be upset at them for having the time of their life, you're going to be like, oh, I want to open myself up. And I used to bicycle everywhere. And that person, they're in their 40s and they're roller skating and doing all of these things. Maybe I should try riding my bike again or whatever. And you can inspire the people around you. This is reminding me too of something um, about grid work that I don't know a lot of us know or I didn't know this, at least in the beginning when I was learning about what grid work was, and it can be a thousand different things. But when you are cultivating an emotion within you that feels good, or when you're milking it rather, so um, I encourage you all to do this if you get the opportunity. If you're feeling really good about something, or you find yourself in a state of joy or bliss or any emotion that just feels great, when you milk that and and really like, ah, you just feel that and you allow yourself to be in that in the moment, you're impregnating this energetic grid system with that positive emotion. It exists as a frequency that's then accessible to all other beings connected to it, which is all beings. So just by you milking and feeling that emotion, I say milking because I don't know any other word for it. Like when you make it bigger by focusing on it, just like we can all do, when you do that with the positive things, you're pumping that. You're like filling energetic space with that. And it makes it more accessible to other people who are within vicinity of that vibrational frequency when they are near that themselves. Uh, this is reminding me of the, there's, uh, I know some of you out there know this, M- Megan, maybe you do. When you have something that's a certain um, tone or pitch, I'm going to slaughter describing this because I just don't know how to describe it. And you bring something else close to it, how they will just become one, like the same tone. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like, if you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's the, they have a resonance. And so yes. their vibration, it's kind of like if you have two women who have cycles and they can synchronize because 
it's it's just an energetic thing and it's also the scientific thing as far as like the particles vibrating in a specific way yeah so you're just making it you're making it you're like doing if you are someone that has a hard time showing up for yourself um but you find it easy to show up for other people then one tool that you could use to cultivate positive emotions within yourself. And this might be a codependent way of doing it. I don't know, but Hey, you know, whatever works in the moment, start where you are is recognizing that you're benefiting the whole collective by doing this. You're benefiting the whole collective by feeling good. You're benefiting the whole collective by showing up for yourself and you're benefiting the whole collective. You, Oh, this one's important. You're benefiting the whole collective by trying on these different aspects, these different pieces of self that may or may not be you to to determine what actually is and is not you. Because the more you do that, the more you're going to get clear about who you are and the more the entire system is going to benefit. Because if we could all show up authentically as ourselves, like literally as ourselves, and if we somehow went into a magical world where pre-existing programming didn't exist, the way that we would function as a species would look very, very different. And I personally believe this is what we're moving towards, but there are steps to get there. And the first step that a lot of us have been going through and some of us are now on the other side of is recognizing that mental space that we exist in, the programs that exist there that are not serving us and dropping down out of that space into the heart space so that our experience can get bigger. Now, I do want to acknowledge that we just said a lot of things about being happy, happy, happy. And some of us have dopamine regulation issues or other things with our mental health like myself included, where we are brain, we just literally don't produce the chemicals that we need for certain things, certain regulation. And we're not saying there's anything wrong with that. I struggle with that all of the time. But what I am saying from my personal experience is um, you, you can, you can trick yourself and actually enjoy a moment. And I know it's like a, a crazy thing. And, and like, you're the one that's literally tricking yourself into enjoying something. But if you struggle with allowing yourself to open up and enjoy a moment or experience a moment because you have 400 things going on in your brain and you have a dopamine, like a dopamine regulation issue or anything at all, um, I have had miserable tasks that I did not want to do, that I could not get myself to do, executive dysfunction for days, could not do it. Um, but then when I told myself in my brain, this is a fun activity and this kind of goes into me making everything a game or a theme. Um, if I say, okay, we are now going to tackle this task that we've been putting off for five years that we've been dreading and putting off, we're going to have fun with it. We're going to like do X, Y, and Z with it and we are having fun. And you just keep telling yourself that you're having fun. You kind of actually start to have fun. And you shouldn't be able to trick yourself, but it's so easy to trick yourself. And that's what a lot of this is, is acting as if. And you'll find yourself really actually enjoying things. And sure, you're going to have your low lows again and you're going to struggle. And this is not, again, what we started the episode with was you can't be happy all the time. (laughs) You can't be in flow all the time. You can't just be a conduit for source, spirit, whatever, all of the time. Um, You have to have those waves and those ebbs and those flows. If you look at um, any sort of light wave or a vocal wave or anything at all, 
everything is vibrating. Everything is going up and down. Everything is moving. And so are you. And so is your energy. But be open. Like step one, you don't have to do it. Be open to really experiencing something. Be open to allowing yourself to be something. And be open to playing with your life a little bit more. Life sucks. Life's hard. Things suck. Think about (laughs) all of those bad things, all of that you want. But you can just be open to experiencing things in a new way. And it's okay. Think about too, like what it would be to know, like what if you knew, what if you just knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that you were source and that you wanted to separate yourself from the all so that you could experience yourself through other people. And that the, the way that you learned how to do that was through this gigantic range of human emotion and that you knew that you were always going to be okay and that you would always come back home and you would always collect back into this oneness that is everything and you would never be separate from it forever, but that you would be separate from it for a time and that the best thing you could possibly do for yourself during that time of separation is to experience the totality of human emotion so that your soul could grow and expand and learn who and what it is. You know, like if we if we understood that, then when we're in these deep pits of negative emotion, and I had I had this recently, you guys, like uh, a month, like three weeks ago or something, I experienced definitely the lowest low I've ever had in terms of uh, emotional, like emotions, emotions in my body. I've never felt that uncomfortable just being in the depths of negative emotion, and recognizing that when you're there processing that, feeling that, just being in that experience without running away from it is equally in service to the collective as when you're pumping the grid with those positive emotions. You know, as above, so below, as our ability to have experiences that are filled with more joy, bliss, and abundance, our capacity to also experience the equal and opposite of that grows as well. And the worse you feel, this is actually something that was, um, uh, helping me get through that time is knowing in my heart that as terrible as I felt, as terrible as I felt in that, in that time, I was also literally creating the energetic blueprint for the equal and opposite to also exist. So in my ability to sit with that emotion and not hide from it or run from it, which I'm still working on doing, it's, it's, it really is a trip, human emotions, But knowing that when you're in those dark places, those difficult places to sit with, you are sort of planting a seed for the equal and opposite experience. You're creating the energetic blueprint. It is the other side of that wave. And then that thing will become accessible to you. But meaning the degree to which you feel something negative is the degree to which you are creating the opportunity to feel the positive of that but you can only get there from sitting in that emotion. Otherwise the thing becomes trapped in your vibration and it's not a potential future reality that might get confusing and I'm not going to go into it more, but um, just know that you're carving depth for experience. When you do that, when you're in those dark places, you're carving depth for experience for the good feeling stuff to come in later, but this isn't all positive and it wasn't supposed to be. It's about the whole range of human emotion. Yeah. And that range is important. 
It really is. And one of the emotions I've been struggling with the most is um, anger. I am a people pleaser. I am always like really understanding because I can see things from other people's perspective, which is part of the people pleasing trauma stuff and such. But also I genuinely can't understand someone else's perspective in most situations. So instead of me ever allowing myself to be angry or upset, I typically would rationalize everything. And so I've been working on letting myself feel mad and letting myself express anger in like a healthy way without just internalizing it or whatever. And that emotion is valid as well. All of them are valid and all of them are worth experiencing. And sometimes when you feel these emotions, oh, that scared me. Sometimes when you feel these emotions, um, it can be overwhelming, but it's also a beautiful experience to have those emotions. This is where we get to have them guys like that. Like, remember that, like you are, oh my gosh, you get to experience human emotion. Like you're, ooh, I feel like uh, the star seeds of the world. I mean, we're all star seeds to some degree, right? Have you remembered that yet? But um, if you can think of it that way, like you are an eternal being, a soul that's inhabiting a human body and you have the privilege of experiencing human emotion and visceral external experiences things that are not only internal and operating from a place of non-physical, but things that are very real, things that you can touch, things that you can feel. Um, that really is a privilege. And I think a lot of us forget that. I think that we're just going in circles at this point on the same thing. Um, I swear I could hear you when you, yeah. when you thought that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I okay. get it because I felt like I felt the collective being like, okay, yeah. We're playing we, the same thing it. over. Yeah. But some, it, it's also, it plays back into that perspective thing. So mm -hmm. you might have gotten it on the first round of the circle and someone else got it on the third round. You have to say it in a lot of different ways sometimes. But I, I hope that you guys all choose at least one experience today. I hope that you all choose to feel something and truly experience it and truly honor it. And I really recommend at minimum doing a themed weekend just for fun. Act as if I'm going to be doing an experiment with a full week in the near future to get myself going on some projects that I would like to do that want to come out through me. I am going to brainstorm what the heck a themed weekend would look like for me. Because I have no idea. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I mean, I could brainstorm that with you too. There are lots of different ways that you could do it. I'm going to now, without thinking about it, list off some different ideas. So there are themed activity weekends. So you could be like, okay, this weekend is nature themed. Everything that I do involves nature. So if I'm eating, I'm eating outside. If I am um, reading, I'm reading outside. If I, or you're like gardening, or you're just taking a moment to really sit and thank your produce before you eat it or whatever. You, it looks however it wants to look through you. Um, it could be something like you are choosing that this weekend you are a very, very confident person. And you were just acting as if you were really confident for one weekend and you're stepping into that energy and that power. Or you could be, um, it could be like a love weekend where the whole weekend is about truly showing up for yourself and your partner or a self-care weekend. Or you could be silly and dumb like we do quite often and be like, okay, this weekend is all about me watching 
every single Lord of the Rings movie and I'm going to have all of the meals and I'm going to dress fun and do whatever, which we haven't done that one yet. It's, it's, it's a lot to plan, but we've talked about it several times. We usually do smaller things, but you could really lean into I'm watching something and have fun with it. I definitely think that just for anyone else who finds this helpful, I think the easiest way for me to take that advice would be to embody, uh, like to pick a, a person, like a, think of the person that would be engaging in whatever the, the energy is and then embody that person and then see what it feels like. Yeah, um, that's a really um, common chaos magic practice is you're invoking whatever entity or person and it could be like you're literally invoking Spider-Man. And doing what Spider-Man would do in that situation. How's that go? Spider-Man. 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 <laughs> oh, Spider-Pig. That's what it is. Spider-Pig. 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 <laughs> oh, my gosh. When my partner and I first started dating, we did not have cable or internet. And we had, like, four DVDs. And that movie was one of the only DVDs that we had. And we watched it almost daily for, like, two years. I love that. I'm going to have that song stuck in my head. Um, okay. I'm going to think about who and what I am going to embody this weekend, because I really like this imaginative exercise. This is helpful. And just a reminder, guys, it's all about what you experience in the now. And I will not talk in circles anymore. And we were both doing it. It's definitely not. Mm-hmm. I think that we just had to say it a bunch of different ways, but then I heard like a resounding thing from the audience saying, shut up. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> we hear you. Thank you for hearing us and I hope Mm -hmm. that you're having a wonderful day and we will do another episode when we do another episode and then we're going to leave it open like that for a little while. I like that. I think that that fits the energy. I think that there isn't anything we could do that would be more in alignment than doing that. And I also want to add that our Patreon is going to be similar. Um, The the stuff that we're posting over there, it's been pretty like touch and go and we'll continue to post and flow. And so if you are somebody that is a patron, thank you so much for the support. And we really, like, we really appreciate you. And the ones that like comment and message us, that's super helpful. And also, um, yeah, that's in flow as well. So if you want to be a part of that community, great. Know that it is pretty inconsistent right now and we will post when we feel called. And if you um, are a part of that community and don't like that format, then don't feel like you need to stay there. Yes, absolutely not. At no point do you ever have to stay on Patreon. Um, If you feel called to it, cool. If not, don't. But we are right now kind of posting when we feel called to post. And what I think is really funny is right before this shift in energy, we had just started to really commit to doing Patreon pretty hardcore and had all of these plans for these things. Plans, as we said in the beginning, plans um, for all of these like leveling up things that we were about to start doing. And then everything shifted and changed. So we've been working a lot more in flow. So I know the Patreon, like I feel, I don't feel bad for taking time and space. I'm, <laughs> that's not true. I do feel bad, but I'm working on honoring the energy and understanding where it's coming from. And I appreciate anyone's support at all because it helps us. It, like, right now we just cover the podcast hosting and the website, but um, that is so grateful because I'm so grateful for getting to do this podcast for free. 
essentially. And I'm so thankful for that. But if, if every single person left, I would also be thankful for getting to do this in flow for a low amount of money. Yeah. And we'd still do it. We just split the cost and keep it going. But, um, but, uh, Oh, I do want to add like, um, that message about like, don't feel like you need to stick around if you're not down with this, how we're posting anymore. That's kind of like for the Patreon patrons that we already have, like those individuals, if you're feeling like, Hey, what the heck, this wasn't what it was, then cool. But I will say like, there's so much content over there. You can literally just, if you were at all interested, if you had any inkling or you're like, what's going on over on that Patreon page, you can always just check it out for a month. We've, there's so much that I don't even know how much is there, but there's a lot. So it exists. And, um, and for anyone new, I would think I'm just feeling that energy, Megan of like, uh, like that feeling of like, "Mm, we should be doing more. But I'd like to add, we've done so much. We've done so much. And to anybody that's new over on that platform, they're going to be overloaded with information, that, like content that we've created, basically. Um, yeah, that's it, true. Yeah. And they have unreleased episodes and videos and readings and cool things that we've done. And I'm not going to feel guilty. I, I No, I will feel guilty, but I am working on honoring that emotion and understanding its origin. I want to point out uh, what Megan's done twice now, where she was lying to us and herself about not feeling a certain way, and then taking the time to own and recognize, okay, actually, I do feel this way in this moment, but I'm also going to be honest and open that this is how I'm feeling, and then I'm going to redirect that this is what I'm working towards. That right there is like, that is, uh, hmm, that's incredibly significant. And I want you all to just hear what that sounds like. It, it's okay to feel the way you feel. It's okay to have the emotions that you have in the moment. It's okay to feel guilty. It's okay to feel shame. It's okay to feel doubt. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. Um, all of your emotions are valid. All of your emotions are valid. You don't ever need to hide them from yourself. And I think that that's what we're learning collectively right now. Good luck to everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful day. And, uh, We'll see you when we see you. See you when you see I guess you. we'll never see you, but you'll hear us when you hear us. <laughs> we'll, yeah. I mean, we might. I don't know. For all I know, my neighbor's listening to this. Hi, neighbor. I don't know. <laughs> but um, bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.